0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 2 of Meatbag. I'm your host, Dylan Bettany. We're about to bust through some diet and fitness myths like Miley Cyrus on a wrecking ball. In this episode, we explore why nutrient timing isn't as critical as you might think. We drop some salt bombs and discuss why you can't sculpt muscles with wishful thinking. Plus, we dig into the scrambled history of egg myths and shine a spotlight on the quirky science of spot reduction. Only debunking myths burnt calories. There are two things that are a complete waste of time. Firstly, watching Eternals on Disney+, Plus because it's rubbish. And secondly, believing in the concept of toning. What does toning even mean? So it's a term that people use to describe a lean, defined physique or figure. Be strong, be fit, but not too muscular. The concept was made up as a marketing term, aimed predominantly more at women, because many women... ...are or were scared of getting bulky. But toned sounded way better. Sounded way more appealing. But the truth is... ...toning, it can't be done. You're chasing a unicorn in a field of donkeys. The fitness world is selling us this fairy tale. You cannot tone a muscle. Muscle is firm and fat is soft. Muscles grow and muscles shrink. They cannot become harder or softer. That toned look... Actually means having muscle on your body and a low enough body fat to be able to see it. If you want their muscles to pop, you have gotta start lifting heavy weights that make your face turn red. You can't just do a bunch of lightweight exercises and expect nicely sculpted arms and legs. You need to have muscles, so you need to embrace strength training. You can target which muscles you wear to increase their size, but you can't target where you lose fat. And that is where we tackle the myth of spot reduction. Spot reduction is such an archaic concept. You just can't reduce fat in one area by exercising that one body part. It's this crazy belief that focusing on a specific muscle will magically make fat disappear in that exact spot. Now, you're you're not a builder bear. You see these stupid Instagram videos, do enough side bends and you'll lose your love handles, or do enough crunches and you'll lose your muffin top. Your body's not a buffet where you can Pick and choose what gets slimmed down. If spot reduction worked, you'd see Terry, right? Terry's battling the bulge. He's been doing crunches, his Roman twists, his jackknives and his planks for the last six weeks. And then he'd be on the beach with his flabby arms, his man boobs, his face like a bulldog, but with rippling abs. Yeah? No. When have you ever seen that? I'll tell you. Never. And yet the world is full of beach-ready wannabes like Terry, thinking that they can walk around the beach looking like Tony Soprano, but with Brad Pitt's abs from Fight Club. No, it doesn't work. You'd think we'd be past this nonsense by now. Where your body stores fat is heavily influenced by your genetics, your diet, your hormones, sex, body composition, and your body type. Women generally tend to carry their body fat around their hips and their thighs, Men tend to carry more fat in the midsection or the gut. If the terrors of the world want a slimmer waist, it starts in the kitchen. It's not about targeting one neglected muscle. It's an army of changes, resistance training, a good diet, and and plenty of sleep. The only spot reduction that works is squeezing a pimple. That's it. Now, one myth that pops up almost daily is the anabolic window. Now, if you're not familiar with the term, imagine you're outside the gym, giving it your all, and you're sweating like a nun in a cucumber field. Supposedly, there's some magical time frame, the anabolic window, like 30 minutes to an hour after exercise, when your body's supposed to eat, specifically protein, or you risk forfeiting the benefits of your workout. Because if you miss your window, all that hard work was for nothing. What a great way to get people to buy protein shakes or carry protein bars or some highly processed crap that's peddled to the masses. Of course protein contributes to recuperation and and muscle repair, but it's it's not a race against time. You're not Cinderella. Don't buy into this i got to eat before the clock strikes. Our muscles don't stop responding to nutrients after a specific time frame. What's more important is maintaining a well-balanced diet that meets your nutritional needs throughout the day, not just within a narrow time frame. We all want the edge, that secret to unlock our potential. But the truth is, human bodies are adaptive and remarkably resilient. There's no need to get sucked into this anabolic window hype. Stick to the basics. Eat right, drink water, Keep showing up, get to bed on time, and you'll get those real lasting results. One thing that I find interesting is, see you out right with friends and the downing enough alcohol to make Charlie Sheen proud, the puffing away on those cherry vanilla vapes or smashing a greasy takeaway like it's the last supper. But the moment we step into a restaurant, it's like they've transitioned into sodium chloride experts. They look at me and they say, oh, salt's bad for you now. So is salt bad for us? In 1977, the US Senate Select Committee issued dietary guidelines for Americans, including a recommendation on salt. This is another occasion where it looks like the UK jumped on the US bandwagon. I mean, why do your own research when you can just copy the answer of the kid sat next to you? Supposing that that kid's answers are right, though. So the committee recommended that Americans reduce the salt intake to help lower the blood pressure and reduce the risk of heart disease, despite the fact that there was a bunch of scientists on the side shaking their heads, saying, no, this isn't, this isn't right. Since then, we've spent the last 40 years believing that salt is really bad for us. Now we have the salt whisperer, Dr. James Di Nicolantonio, author of The Salt Fix. He's more like, we need to rethink our whole salt game. He's more, let's pump up the salt and ditch the sugar. According to Dr. Dinick, he suggests a personalized approach to salt intake with a recommended range of three to six grams per day for healthy adults. Salt is not the villain. Ultimately, salt is a remarkable natural electrolyte. It's packed with essential minerals. It keeps you hydrated, supports your nervous system, amplifies cognitive function, promotes bone strength and aids muscle contractions. When used sensibly, it aids digestion and contributes to your gut health. Consider opting for unprocessed sea salt, Or the pink Himalayan stuff if you're feeling sassy. If you visit meatbagpodcast.com, there's a YouTube link with Dr. Ken Berry and Dr. James De Nick. Watch it if you want to level up your salt IQ. Let's talk about eggs. Back in the day, they said eggs were the enemy. Stay away from eggs. They'll kill you. They're going to clog your arteries. It was like a chicken conspiracy. People were scared, thinking because eggs are high in cholesterol, they would give them a one-way ticket to heart problems. This historical belief that eggs were unhealthy stemmed from misconceptions, limited scientific knowledge and misinterpreted research. They were blaming cholesterol for all of our heart problems and eggs took the fall for it. Turns out those early studies were about as reliable as Metas Girlfriend. As research evolved, they found out that cholesterol is just one piece of the puzzle. It's not the bad guy that they made out to be. There are other factors at play, like the kind of fats that we're eating and our overall diet. Eggs are like little powerhouses of nutrition, packed with essential nutrients and high quality protein. Eggs are such a vitamin-rich food. They contain all of your vitamins except vitamin C. Listen, boil them, fry them, poach them, scramble them, souffle them, right? Just make them a part of your diet. One of my favourite myths is don't eat after 8 p.m. This crazy myth is based on the notion that if you eat late at night, your body won't have enough time to burn off the calories or carbs before going to sleep. So then they get stored as fat. But your your body doesn't have a curfew. You won't turn into a gremlin. Your stomach, it knows when it's empty and it knows when it's full. It has no concept of time. Our metabolism is constantly at work, breaking down whatever we eat and turning it into energy, regardless of the hour of the day. What really matters is the total energy balance, the number of calories you're consuming and expanding over a 24 hour period. It's all about the quality and the quantity of the food you eat, making sure you're eating the right amount of calories and having a good macronutrient distribution. Each person's metabolism and daily schedule is completely unique. There's no one size fits all rule for when to shove food in your face. So in conclusion, let's wave goodbye to those fitness fairy tales. There's no Cinderella deadline for building muscles, no eating curfews, and no shortcuts to true health. Thanks for tuning in. Each week, we're jumping headfirst into the insanity, healthy eating, fad diets, and fitness mumbo-jumbo. I'm here to cut through the crap, no sugar coating, maybe a bit of oversharing, and unfortunately, the odd bad pun. And please hit that like and subscribe button. Your support keeps this podcast alive. So do it now. And let's keep this show on the road. Let's build a community of meatbag misfits. Thanks for listening. And as always, stay safe, everybody.